0: Welcome to episode two of the SSFF unofficial Sky Sports Fantasy Football podcast. So, for all those that missed the first episode today, I'll go just recap on what this is about. This is the unofficial Sky Sports uh, Final uh, uh, Fantasy Football, uh, football Pod. Um, my name is Craig Turner, and basically, this is a podcast for um, all your. Fantasy football needs that play the sky sports fantasy. football So I'm gonna get my words of right eventually. So if any of you listened to the podcast last week, you know that I gave some fantastic advice and also some very bad ones as well. So there we go. So that's the joy of fantasy football. Luckily for me, I had a good week, so um I got 97 points of a possible 401 points that are on offer. So Yeah. um, Usually I say anything over 70 is usually a good week. So 97 points, I can't be disappointed about. If I can keep that consistently throughout the week or for the next few months, then I'm guaranteed to win the league that I'm in at least. But who knows about the actual overall big leagues excuse my cough and stuff then i am still coughing and spluttering from last week my voice is gradually getting back to me so i might sound a little bit different from last week's pod that you can still listen to so only going to be up for a few more weeks and then that will be deleted because of memory and i haven't paid to um for more memory so these pods have got a 90 day odd expiry on them so they're not going to be up here for long so get you in but to be honest these are old old pods can't live in the past of fantasy football, it's all living about the future and the present. So, there we go. So, um, got a lot of apologies from last week's pod to do. So, um, apologies to Newcastle United and also because, um, I just thought Leeds were going to beat you last week. So, um, yeah, didn't see that one coming. Um, we played really well, played really well, very attacking, very end-to-end match. That was a crazy game. Absolutely crazy. Fantastic Friday night football. Really, really enjoyed it. Leeds played their part as well. So, um, as I did say at the end of, oh, during their summary of the game last week, I probably did, I did say as soon as you listen to it, it'll probably end up as a one-all draw. And lo and behold, it did. So there we go. I was right about the scoring there. Um, and happy that Rafinha got his goal. So that gave me some lovely points. Also, uh, Brentford, I didn't talk about you last week. Um, I did, actually. I just didn't think you were going to score. And um, what I heard on the radio, because I didn't see the game, was that uh, you were really good against Wolves as well. So um, Ivan Tony could be someone I talk about later on in the week or later on in the pod. So keep your ears out for that one. Um, He's also done really well, good start of the season. So he could be a little punt for people to put on. He's very cheap as well. I had him at the start of the season, but he didn't do enough for me first two, three games. So I took him out. And I was able to rejig the team a little bit more during the overhaul. Excuse me, as I drink a cup of tea. Because um, just trying to relax my cough a little bit. Um, but uh, Brentford have got Liverpool, so we'll talk about that later on in a bit. Um, and also very happy that Vardy and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo got their goals. So I bumped up my totals a little bit more because I had Vardy as captain. Uh, didn't have Ronaldo, so... I was at about half past about three o'clock hoping that Vardy was going to score a goal um, because when you have games like that and you've got two strikers that are playing at the same time one scores and the other one doesn't and you've made one captain and the other one hasn't and you're thinking, oh, what a bad mistake that is. So there we go, happy about that and Vardy got his 150th goal for, um, so that is a fantastic achievement for him and he will, might be possibly possibility my captain for uh, this weekend coming up. I don't think he will be. I think I've put Salah in, but I'll talk about my team later on. So, um, like I said, last week, we'll go through the top five players of the week um, last week. So, it was uh, Saar from Watford. He is worth 7.9 million, and he got 20 points. So, if you made him captain, if you had him in the team, you got 40 points alone from him. So, that would be a very, very lovely overhaul lovely overhaul of points if you had him in your side he's he is very cheap at 7.9 um he is rated as a midfielder so he could be one of your sort of midfielders you put in just to sort of make up the numbers so speak with numbers if anything you've got left second was Thiago Silva for Chelsea of course he scored um he got 19 points he's valued at 8.6 so he's quite high up in the expensive defenders category not as expensive as Ferndra van Dijk or Trent Alexander-Arnold or Potra, or Ruben Diaz or anything like that. But still, he is a bit of a gamble to play because you just don't know if he's going to start. I think he'll play the big games, but maybe not the lesser games. Um, to those respectively of Norwich, your Burnleys, he's, he's probably not going to play them games, but he probably will play the Man City's, the Liverpool's, the night games because of his experience. Next up, Antonio Rudiger. He got 16 points. He's valued at 9.9 9 million. Um, again, he's probably going to play most of Chelsea's games. So he's definitely someone to look at if you want an expensive defender in your side. Um, he's doing quite well for Chelsea and we'll mention him later on. Uh, Mo Salah fourth. He got 15 points. Of course, everyone knows Mo Salah. He's, doing, he's scoring goals. He's. I think he's the highest points total so far in the game. Um but he's valued at 11.9. So he is your luxury midfield um, striker. He is your person you build the team around pretty much if you're going to have him in your side. Um, sorry, I'm just getting this app up, and the fancy football app. Let me just double check. Yes, he is the most point scorer so far with um, 55. But we'll talk about him later on. Oh, take the photo. Uh, then you've got Matty Cash, the future Poland international. So I was reading... So he got 14 points for Villa because he scored, of course. He's valued at £8 million. Again, he's a little bit on the expensive side for me, um, considering that you've got Thiago Silva at £8.6 million. Uh, So there's your sort of depth there in terms of eight point six million with Thiago Silva, knowing that he's probably going to get clean sheets regularly if he plays. Matt Cash, you just don't know of Villa. They could have clean sheets, they might not. But, again, if you're going to pick anyone from Villa in the back four, you go for Martinez as well. Or, Turner's AB, as I said last week. Don't put him in this week because he can't play. Okay, right. Games to look out for, or games this week. You have got first two games, early kickoffs. United versus Chelsea, uh, sorry, Man United versus Villa, Chelsea versus City. They're your 12.30 kickoffs. So, great thing about them games are, is that Team News gets announced at half 11.00 then the cut-off time for changing any teams and captains is at 12.15. So if you have made any of them players that in them for two games your captain and they're not playing, you can easily change it up to put someone in that is going to be your captain for the games coming up. Also, you have also got on Saturday at 3, Watford, Newcastle, Leicester, Burnley, Leeds, West Ham, Everton versus Norwich, Brentford versus Liverpool, Then on Sunday, you've got Southampton Wolves and Arsenal Spurs. And then on Monday, you've got the odd derby, the weird derby, but it's a derby for the the fans. Don't ask me. Who knows? They know why, but no one else does. Palace versus Brighton. So you've got that game on Monday night. So um, let's talk about the games that I'm going to preview then this week. So, of course, we've got to go for the big games to start off with. So we'll go for the big game uh, first up. 12.30, tomorrow morning, or tomorrow afternoon, BT Sport, um, we are going to talk about Chelsea versus Manchester City, so uh, City is going to be a difficult one, you just don't know, like I say, Pep hates fancy football, he hates it, he hates fancy football, you just don't know what side he's going to pick, and this is the good thing about him having a half-11 kick-off time, or A 12 30 kickoff is that team has to be announced half 11 so you have got Man City players in and you do want to make a transfer then that is the opportunity moment to take a Man City player out or even put a Man City player in that you could have so I'm going to wait until half 11 tomorrow to see what the team news is and then change the team up potentially because I've got um, Ferran Torres in my side so it's very likely that he could be substituted out this week transferred out because I just don't think he's going to play especially against Chelsea and he won't play next week against Liverpool Um I just he I can't maybe he might play after the international break but I can't have two games in a row where there's no points scored from a player I need to have consistent points taken over so I will make sure that I, he might be taken out in replacement of that is um Chelsea have, um, they they beat Beak Spurs quite comfortably last week. And um, the second half was was a really good show of Chelsea's strength and depth. So again, looking at defenders, you could be looking at Christiansen, Rudiger, Thiago Silva. Um, with Chelsea, the player to the count for in Chelsea is um, actually Kovacic. And uh, we'll talk about him later on because he's in the, he's in the top um, four midfielders. So we'll talk about that later. Um, Tuchel is very good at rotating. He doesn't rotate too much. The strikers are going to be the guarantee in the Carco up top, so you know you can possibly put the Carco in. But as like I said last week, he doesn't really turn up for the big games. He um, he did desperately almost score and or try score, but every time he passed. the Tried to get into the area, passable to Werner, and of course, that's just I think he was just hoping that Werner was going to score just to make him feel better about himself, maybe. So, um, so Barry, yes, Chelsea, I'm just not too sure about with the team, but Kovacic seems like he's a guaranteed set in that team. Also, the other team player to put in is Jorginho. Jorginho is a very good, consistent five points, five points a game goal score and um, point scorer, so he's very good to look at in terms of side. He's just that little bit expensive for what you might want in your side, though. So, And also, remember, he takes penalties. So if Chelsea do get a penalty, you know Jorginho is going to take it. And more often than not, he scores. So he could get you some nice points when Chelsea have penalties. But so far, Chelsea hasn't had a penalty this year. And I don't know what the hierarchy will be with Lukaku and the Jorginho, if there's going to be any sort of battle there. But Jorginho seems like he's going to be the penalty taker this year okay right other games to look out for the 1230 the other 1230 man united against villa so of course ronaldo scored again against west ham so that's now four goals in um, three games for him he's uh three in two so in premier league so if you look at his um points at the moment he's cropping up quite he's starting to merge in terms of point scoring I think he's got 25 points to his name already in fantasy football after two games that is that is a big score so far so it looks like he could be hitting a big big total. the problem with Ronaldo he is really he's he is expensive so you're going to have to build your team around two big um, players really Um, sort of Salah Ronaldo Kane either of them So at the moment, Ronaldo is valued at 11.8, he's not the most expensive, that's Kane and Salah, but he has scored, I say, 27 points in two games, which is incredible, and especially if you make him captain over the weekend against Villa, you're looking that he probably might score this weekend, so that's another double pointer for him. So it is worth a little punt to have him as a captain, but... Um, look at the other games during the day. There are more favourable games from favourable players to put in um, as captain. Villa looked really good against Everton last week, um, against a very depleted Everton side, with no Cavett Lewin, no Pickford, um, no Seamus Coleman, so, and no Carlson. So that was a big loss for them, especially Ricarlison, because, I said last week, does, has always starts the season really well, and he always gets points on the board for fancy football. So, he's always a very good option to have in your side. So, with him being out injured, um, not sure when he's going to be back because I know Benitez said it was his knee due to Tarkovsky's challenge, um, the other week against Burnley, which was to be honest, it was a fair challenge, but there we go. That's by the by. Um, um, it doesn't seem likely Ricardo's going to. It says three weeks minimum, so it doesn't look like he's going to be able to play this weekend. So maybe stay away from Ricardo or don't put Ricarlison on your side. and Take him out if you've got him in now already. So, um, yeah, if you're going to put Ronaldo as captain, maybe put him in. Put him in as captain, absolutely against Villa. You think he's probably going to score. I wouldn't put it against him if he doesn't, but he's not my captain this week. Um, matches to look out for after the 12.30 game. Is Everton versus Norwich? Now, the reason I say this is that Everton uh, have got a lot of injuries; um, they're looking slightly depleted at the moment. And if Norwich could play the way they against, uh, sorry, against uh, Norwich could play the way that Villa played against them, then you are looking at Norwich could get their first points of the season this year. Um but it's at Everton, it's at Goodison Park, so it, could, it will be a tricky game for Norwich and Norwich. Really do need to show that they are where not. I hate saying the wherever you're being in the premiership, but showing some actual form from last year because they dominated the championship last year, but they've just not found that form yet, so they just need to find it. Um, if on the Everton side, definitely look at Andre, uh, Damari Gray, not Andre, uh, Demari Gray, put him back in your side, or if he's inside, keep him in because he could get a couple of goals, he could get an assist. Uh, maybe just chuck in maybe Rondon. Rondon could be a very good option to have a look at this week as well because he could open up scoring against Norwich. With Norwich, you just look at defensively, they look very suspect. So you just don't know if if they could be for the taking a little bit. It could be a 2-0 Everton. Who knows? We just don't know. But um, just, yeah, have a look at that game. It could be a very interesting one to chuck in an Everton player in. After that, um, you've got another three o'clock kickoff. Leicester versus Burnley at home at the King Power. I was going to say Walker Stadium. That's old school. That is That shows my age a little bit. Um, so Leicester need to get a win out of this game. Losing against Brighton last week. They need to bounce back from that. Um, for fancy football, Vardy and Teeleman's got an assistant goal. Happy days for me. Got both from my side. Happy about that. Harvey Barnes looking like he's coming into some form. So he could be having a little bit of a look at Harvey Barnes. But you expect Vardy would score against Burnley this week. Telemans will play. I hope maybe Madison might even come into some form against Burnley. Just know Burnley going to be physical. Um, I don't think there's going to be a clean sheet for Leicester in this though. I think Burnley could score. So maybe have a look at Chris Wood's. and Barnes as well they could be a very very interesting proposition to have in your fancy football for that game only but you're using up for transfer that's the problem um defensively for Burnley uh they don't they haven't done too well this year normally Nick Pope is usually a very very good point scorer um so you just got to be careful with the Burnley players I think um, just going through the Burnley players now. The highest point scorer is Tarkovsky with 12 after five games. Um, it's not a lot in terms of points. Um, Nick Pope's got 13. Uh, Dwight McNeil's got 22. And they haven't really, they're not rescoring really goals. Chris Wood's on 17. So Burnley's probably a team to avoid in terms of fancy football. But they do have some nice cheap options in there as well. But you just, I just can't see him doing anything against Leicester this weekend. Again, as I say this, Le- Burnley will beat Leicester, as I say this. And Brendan Rodgers will come under pressure this week. So let's hope that's not the case. And Vardy uh, can get a couple of goals, that'd be lovely. Lovely. And Telemans can get in a couple of assists. I would be really happy about that too. Last game on Saturday that I'm going to preview is the Brentford-Liverpool game. So, this is Brentford's first big game against the big six. Um, This this is going to be amazing to watch on TV. The atmosphere is going to be incredible. The Brentford fans are going to be buzzing for the fact they've got a top six team there. And it's going to be a bit of a cauldron of noise there. And it is about what Liverpool do for that. And they will hold the ball. They will keep the ball. They will frustrate the fans and... Burnley will, uh, sorry, Brentford will come out of position and that's when Liverpool are going to hit him hard. Um, I've captained Salah for this game because the way the form he's showing at the moment, you can't not have him in your side and you cannot have him captaining, especially against a Brentford side that could um, be for the taking a little bit. I say this, but it could cause an upset. Brent, Brentford could easily get a 1-0 or 2-1 and the fans really push him through it. But you just don't know. Um, I've also got the Brentford goalkeeper as well in uh, David Raya, and um, hedging my bets a little bit. So hopefully for me, he gets a, a bit of a save bonus this weekend because that would be lovely if he does. So don't care if he concedes one or two because if he concedes one, he doesn't get the clean sheet bonus. He still he's on two. I can take him one, bumping up to three to four points. On a two-one, two-nil loss, I can take that. Happy days. I'll be really happy with that. Um And if Salah scores, then it's even better as well. So on Saturday, I have got Ronaldo, Vardy and Salah all playing in one game. So it's just hoping that I've picked the right captain for this. Because none of my luck. One, Vardy or Ronaldo is going to score a hat-trick or something. That'll really bug me. And other players in my league have done that and they'll just zoom up to the top and I'll be languishing back because I was thinking a bit too much of it so we'll see we will see so they're the preview of the Saturday games remember you've got other games to look out for you have got Watford Newcastle could be a fascinating game could Watford could be showing the form that they did. Like I did Let's say Sarg was top point scorer last week so he could be coming in some form Leeds West Ham I've got Rafinha Antonio's back for West Ham, so there could be some goals in that. So, definitely some games to look out for, but they're the games that you're, I think you're going to get the big points in on Saturday. Now, on Sunday, you have Wolves against Southampton and Arsenal Spurs. Now, I have one player for this weekend for the Sunday games, and that is uh, Killerman from Wolves. My slight worry is that uh, Bolly's back in the Wolves setup now. Uh, He was on the bench midweek during the Carabao Cup. So he could be coming back into some fitness. So a good thing about the Southampton game is that the game is first. So I could be making a substitution then. Like I said last week, I tried to do one sub a week. So if I've already taken Torres out and maybe put Kovacic in, it's very unlikely I'm going to make a sub. And I'm just going to have to grin and bear it and and score my points on Saturday and not score any points on Sunday, Monday. Uh, There's a little preview for there as well. I don't have an Arsenal. I don't have a Spurs player on my side. I did have Deli Alley. So Deli Alley was always a nice one to have. He's cheap. He's 8.6, I think it is. As cheap as it's been for a couple of seasons. Um, Sorry, another sip of tea. Um, He he could be showing some form. He does love big games. He was at fault for the set pieces against uh, Chelsea last week. Um, but he did set up McCain's Kane's goal against Wolves on midweek, so he's just trying to get back some form because he's been outside for all of last year pretty much, so this could be him just finding his feet again. He might have taken six, seven games to get back up to speed, maybe he's someone to look at after the international break potentially to chuck in your side. He could be a really, really good um, player for Spurs this year, but Spurs need to show some form um, and show that they're Willing for it. Um, another player to put in your side uh, for Southampton is uh, James Wall Prowse. Takes free kicks, takes corners, takes penalties. Guaranteed, guaranteed a goal every couple of games, at least, for you, or some points at least, an assist, yeah, something like that. He's always someone to look out for. He is a bit. He is expensive because Sky have realised that James Wall Prowse does all these things, so he is becoming a little bit of a luxury player to have. Um, more than most players, so he's currently valued at eight point six. He's already scored twenty one points. He scored eleven in his in one game against Newcastle, where he got a goal, uh, well, a penalty if I remember rightly. But he has got a two, a four, a two, and a two. So he's not really been pushing the boundaries of point scoring. But last year he was, I think he was fourth in terms of point scoring last year. In terms of the midfield, so he is definitely someone to look out for and just keep an eye on. Um, right, we're going to talk about Monday's game, the Palace against Brighton, the weird game, the weird derby. So, uh, Tarek Lamptey could be coming back in for Brighton, which would be a very interesting proposition to put in your team because he does give Brighton that little bit more attacking flair down the side. Um, I he was really cheap last year. He had, he was in a lot of fancy football teams last year. He's valued at 7.2. So his value has gone up massively. He was gone up by about almost, almost a million. He was at 6.3, 6.4 last year. So he was dirt cheap to have in your side. But unfortunately, injuries mean that he had to be taken out. And, um, yeah, he could be an interesting player to put in your side, potentially. 7.2 is not a lot for a defender, but, If you're looking to have a couple of luxury defenders in there, like a 9 and 8, then Lamptey's just maybe a little bit too expensive for you. Also Conor Gallagher for Palace has been really good so far in terms of point scoring. He's scoring a few points. Um, I just think it's just a little bit temporary that he's scoring these points and I don't think it'll average out over the season. I think he'll come down in terms of point scoring as the season goes on. Palace is a weird one. I just don't know what What team they're going to be this year are they going to be a mid-table team are they going to be a relegation battle team i just don't know um and of course zaha um he is one of them players that will score your points against um smaller opposition and he's a almost a little bully in that sense big teams doesn't really do much against the big teams it's the small teams where he shows his class and he's almost a, a little bit of a bully in that sense but If you want to have a captain per game uh, each day, then definitely someone to look out for. And if you want to start using your transfers up, then maybe make some transfers on Monday with the uh, Palace-Brighton game, just so you can have some points ticking over. Games like Weekends like this, when it comes to the Sunday, when it comes to the Monday, and I haven't done well on the Saturday, I start to panic and I make rash decisions and I will make a transfer and put a Palace player in or a Brighton player in and realising that I should have just kept them out considering the games that they've got next. So definitely have a look at their games, what they've got next, and see if it's worth the time to make a transfer. Right. So here we go through the top um, point scorers in each position. So um, we'll go for the goalkeepers 1st We've got Allison from Liverpool. He's at 44 points. Uh, not much has changed from last week. Lloris has dropped out of the points this year. Uh, this week, Ederson's 38, Mendy's at 36, considering he didn't even play last week, so to have him still third is at 36 is really good, he might not be able to be playing this week, he might not be fit, so, but hopefully he will be back for all you Mendy players that have got him. Keep an eye on to David De Gea. he's currently on 35 at the moment, so he's sitting fourth behind Mendy, he scored 12 points against West Ham uh, due to the penalty save that he made, um Lloris has dropped down to fifth after conceding two three goals to city so he actually lost points this week so just beware of him and also mid against the derby you just don't know what the score is going to be it could be a high scoring game this week next up defenders um alonso he's on 51 he's the second highest point scorer in the whole of fantasy football at the moment um he is cheap or a Chelsea defender is he worth it in your side I don't know I just don't know I don't know how much he's going to play is he going to play when Chilwell's back it's difficult to know um, Alonso is the second cheapest Chelsea defender at 7.9 so same price as Tarek Lamptey um, for at the moment he's an absolute bargain an absolute steal and he's probably the best Chelsea defender to put in at the moment but I just don't know if he's going to play at the moment with Chilwell coming back. Ruben Diaz, um, he's second with 44 points. And then he got Antonio Rudiger at 43. pot and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold have dropped to 7th and 8th after being in the top three last week. So um, that was due to injuries. OK, now midfield. Now, there's a few on the midfield one now. So there's a few sort of similar points or same points. Now, uh, Bruno Sar has gone up to 38. So remember what I said, he got 20 in his first game. And also he had a really good first game of the season as well. So his points are slightly misleading, as in, he's got his points in basically two games. The rest of the games has got two points. So I wouldn't put him in your side just yet. Hold off. Kovacic is someone to definitely put in your side at the moment. He's playing for Chelsea week in, week out. And he's currently got 37 points. Um, behind him is Bruno. So Bruno's got 37, and that's with a hat-trick to his name as well. So just shows you what Kovacic has been doing this year um, in comparison to Bruno. So maybe Kovacic could be that player this year that comes out of nowhere. He's a bit cheap, and he's going to get you the points. But Chelsea will rotate with um, Saul coming into the side. 36 points, you've got Paul Pogba, a 7 assist to his name, he's going to be the assist king this year. So he's definitely someone to have in your side. He's definitely in mine. Alisson Maximan, he's on thirty six as well. He had a fantastic game against Leeds last week. He was absolutely phenomenal. Best player on the park for Newcastle. And if Newcastle just have that player up top when Callum Wilson comes fit, them two combining would be absolutely, and Willock would be a really, really good front three. I said to my Newcastle friend that, Newcastle have got a really really good attacking lineup it's just defensively they're just a bit off if they get that right then Newcastle would be safe this year and they will do well and the next up behind Alisson Maxima is Ben Rama from West Ham he scored I think he got the points for the goal against Man United um on Sunday I'm just going to check that I'm not 100% certain on that but um because personally it was no goal for me not um, he doesn't deserve to get the points from that, but there we go. That's that's coming from a mainland fan. Yes, he did get the goals for that, so he got six points for the goal. I don't agree with that. It was a no goal, so I don't think anyone should have got points for that. Varan was not a known goal, but there we go. Um, so from last week, uh, Damari Gray is on thirty three. He was in the top three last week, so again, maybe he might bump up himself back into the points this weekend. And now we're going to move on to strikers. You've got Salah, top going scorer in the whole fancy football with 55. Antonio's still second, considering he didn't play. And he's had a sending off, so he's actually lost points. He's on 45. Uh, Jamie Vardy on 35. And Ivan Tony 33. Definitely need to have a look in a few weeks' time after the Leicester game. They've got some favourable pictures in the next few weeks, so definitely worth a look at. So there's the top of your players for the positions and then this is my team for the week coming up so I've got um, David Ray in goal for Brentford Luke Shaw Matip could be coming out don't know who knows Killerman um, from Wolves Telemans from Leicester uh, Feroe and Terrace from Man City Paul Pogba from United Rafinha for Leeds Cristiano Ronaldo from United Salah for Liverpool and Le- Jamie Vardy Mr Leicester himself so There's a possibility that I'm going to take out Matip this week and Torres. Um, Issue being is that the Man City game's first. So with the Man City game being first, I will know if Torres is going to start. He probably won't. So I will chuck in Kovacic. I won't know if Matip starts until the team gets announced at four o'clock. But that way, it's too late. The the decision is locked in. So if I make a decision, then I'll have to make two and just risk it. So I don't know what's going to happen with Liverpool. Um, with Van Dijk and also Gomez, back and Kanate from Liverpool. They've got... Um, Van Dyke's going to play most games. You just don't know what who's going to join up beside him. Matip's done well so far. So I think it was a bit harsh that he hasn't played, but he was rested. So hopefully he'll come back into the side this week. Uh, my captain choices this week will be Salah or Vardy on Saturday. Uh, Killerman's on Sunday and I'll have nobody to captain on Monday, possibly. Depends how worried they get about my points on Saturday, but it's unlikely. So that rounds up this week's uh, SSFF, the unofficial Sky Sports Fantasy Football pod. Hope you'll enjoy it. Uh, Please leave comments and five star ratings, please. I know it's not great pod so far, but please five stars so more people can view it and listen to it. I say view it, listen to it. And I will be back next week for more fantasy football chat and updates. Okay, hope to see you soon. Bye.